Doug, it's always a pleasure to sit down and talk with you. It's been a year, a little over a year since little the last year. time we yep. talked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you've done so much over that time, I guess. There's been so much that's happened because now yeah. COVID's almost over. Right. You were in the midst of COVID and that was yeah. something. Now we're going to be able to take our mask off. I think they said yeah. it's going to be March the 13th. I believe it's really? a Monday. That, that March early, the 13th, really? yeah. I thought it was May, but okay, great, yeah. No, March, it's, it's March. March. It's in Wonderful. March. No, March, Good. because Good. they've already decided in the international schools, as a matter of fact, well, yeah. next Monday, they're going to make it so parents can come in and act pre-COVID, the okay. way they did pre-COVID okay. time. Okay. So, yes, it's March 13th, March. they've decided. It wasn't Great. May, it's March. Glad for the change. So, let me see. When you first, when we were first talking stuff, if people that want to know, all of you that want to know about Doug and his initial podcast... Go back, t- type in his name, and you'll be able to see the podcast before. But it's actually going to be linked to this, so you can see the first podcast. Because in this podcast, we're going to talk to Doug about where he is now and what he's planning for the future. Because it's a very bright future. I'm sure you do. So yeah. where are we now, Doug? Where are we? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> about a year ago, just starting uh, kind of a new role, country manager, focusing on some IT consulting and whatnot, and, and had a good time. Uh, did what we came to do, building the local team. Uh, particularly with contacts for domestic clients and how we grow there and how we build on the relationship because that's kind of what I bring. I had a long-term Japan kind of whatnot. Uh, so fast forward a year and a bit and here we are and, and kind of delivered on that and, and looking for the next step. Um, at the time, I believe part of the conversation was uh, we talked about Utah and my background there and where we go and where we're going to stay, uh, yeah, you where, where home sure, was. Yeah. And, you know, in, in, it's been much more than just a year we've been thinking about it, of course. Mm-hmm. But uh, we've kind of come to the point of, of saying that we love the States. We have, my, my daughter's probably going to always be there. We're going to have the split family. Who is she? Is she in Utah? She's in New York. In New she, York. She's, she's uh, on Broadway. It's what she does. Uh, you so told me she was just in a play, right? She she just finished uh, Maria and Sound of Music, headlining, wonderful reviews, and everything in Chicago. And she weekend. was Maria. She was Maria, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's done a lot of stuff. It was great to go see the show. And at the end of the you know end of the show, everyone's clapping, and she comes out, and and uh, it went really well. It was a wonderful show. Was that the first time to see her show? No, she she'd been um, on uh, King and I with with Ken Watanabe at Lincoln Center. She was part of the cast. She was ensemble okay, there. Right. She was one of the. Is this her first time wives. being lead? Uh, this is this was well, this is the biggest lead that she's had. Okay, Let me put it that way. Okay. She's done a number of things, uh, and that's kind of parsed into her now being in in Sweeney Todd, which is kind of the cup up-and-coming latest uh, show in Broadway. So this will be on Broadway. Um, the director of Hamilton is directing this, and she's doing that. So talking about my daughter, that's what she does, and she's based in New York, and her husband's there. He teaches he teaches theater for a charter school in Harlem, actually, okay. and he's loving loving that experience of being there with the culture. And the do they have children? They do not. Okay. They do not. Uh, right. But they're there. They're, they're focused on, on this, the States. Um, next is my boy Alex, who was an actuary, and he was in New York and actually living in the same building as my daughter. But he got his credentials, and he said, you know, I miss Japan. And so he's recently come back. I mean, they both missed Japan. They loved them. They were all made in Japan, and they came to school, ASIJ and whatnot. But he now has recently come back, and as a full-blown actuary, is working for a company in Shibuya, and kind of saying, this is home. Uh, and then how long, has, how long has he been back? How He's been only been back, um, it's been less than a year, it's been like six months, he's just getting going. Uh, but then number three, 
uh, and her last child is at university in, in Utah, University of Utah, studying computer science in, in, with an entertainment arts engineering twist, so it'll be interesting to see where it goes. And we don't know, will he be the US, will he not, right? Mm. I don't know. So what I'm saying is the family's kind of gonna be split one way or the other. Uh, it'd be nice to go back and forth, and I'm sure we will a little bit, but I had a, a wise, well, I still have a wise aunt who once said, don't move where the kids are because they'll pick up and leave, <laughs> right? Not out of spite, but just because life takes them away. And I, I may actually have said that last time. You did. Did I? Okay, did. there we go. But it's, it's I believe that. Okay. Um, so it's more where do we want to be? And we've looked at our 30 years in Japan. I've been here altogether 30 years and realized that this is kind of, it's both home for us, for our family. Um, we the U.S. is home too, we go back, but this is kind of where it is, um, culturally a little bit, but also it's a place where I think we can give back a little bit more, if that's right, kind of sounds you know, paternalistic, I'm wonderful, I can save the world, no. I think it's something you come to the real but, realization, like it's, at the end of my podcast, I always say this, it's all on loan. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. wouldn't you like to have the pleasure of being able, the one that gives it back? Yeah, yes, yeah, yes. And that's kind of where it comes down to. Yeah. After all this time, where are we going to be comfortable? Where do we want to be when we're 90 or something, right? From a cultural perspective, interaction with people and all that. I mean, my 90-year-old mother loved the States, but you know, okay, we'll be fine here. Um, but it's a place where I can take my time here, I'm hoping and what I'm directing more, is to, and then say, how can I contribute back to the community, the people, the industry, that, uh, that did so much for me. Right. Uh, this wonderful community, we are here, right, uh, uh, as part of it, um, but then the broader community as well. Um, and so we've kind of come to that realization that this is home. Uh, I think I may have already said it, but you know, I'm, I'm not looking to retire, but life shifts and we do things a little bit different, so there'll be different emphasis here. Mm -hmm. So I get more involved, at least work. I want to continue to build on the corporate governance emphasis and the risk management uh, work that I've been doing. Um, I've still been very much in the saddle with various C-suite you know, roles, you know, being uh, chief of staff, being CEO, being chief risk officer, being all these kind of things. So I've really been in that mode, but I've also been, because I've enjoyed it so much, um, doing a lot of work with a Corporate Governance Network is a big unit group here that have been involved with. Of course, Nick Bennis doing wonderful work with the with BDTI, with the Board Director Training Institute, taking his training, doing other training, mm -hmm. uh, teaching at Stotsubashi uh, is an accounting course, but really focused more on what the numbers mean, how do you present with them, how do you internally build with the numbers, right, as opposed to a technocrat, how do you calculate it? Um, so so it, it's taking those things and saying, here's how we impact the environment, here's how we impact the world we're in, here's how we give back. Um, and so it, it's going more in that direction of being involved with you know, boards, boards or whatnot around there in an advisory role, rather than saying, where's my next CEO role? I see. I see. Um, there are some things that are taking us back to the States. Um, I need to go back and sort out affairs there because we'd always, well, I, 
is it normal to kind of assume you're going back to the U.S.? I think it, most mm -hmm. people obviously they, they think that way, uh, and so, but but you then need so if that was going to be home base, that means I've got to sort things out at some point. So we're going back, um, whether it'll be six months or a year or two, we don't know. Um, like I mentioned, my boy is at university there, so being close to him for this that period could be fun. Um, but we'll sort that out and then be coming back. Um, and exactly what form that will take, I don't know, but it will be in some mode where uh, I can say, this is what I learned, this is the breadth, because I have a fairly broad experience background, and this is the breadth of what I've taken, and this is where I think it can mm -hmm. add value to, to, to your world. Run, run through real quick where, you work, where, where you've been, your background. Okay, uh, I kind of came up roughly uh, through, through product development, mm -hmm. so building products, uh, that became more risk management, understanding the risk. Was involved. it all in it, Japan? My early years as a missionary here, but then after that, went to business school, I came back, it's really been the financial industry that I've been involved with for the most part. Um, starting out in the securities industry, that kind of then went to investment management and then insurance, so across the board, across all of financial markets, uh, involved coming from a product development, risk management, oversight, morphed more into operational oversight, and then as a chief of staff and as CEO, more into management oversight. Um, that's kind of the background. I see. Uh, and what do you see for the future? What do you see? As, how do you see so the future? To me, the the extension of mm. that, if you will, and it's already kind of been happening with with my role as as, as country manager or as CRO, is to then not just be focused on delivering a technocrat answer, right? a, B, a plus B equals C or whatever it is, but it's to to develop a business, develop a relationship, and then give back both to the company and then in a broader expense to the community. And that's where I, I mentioned I think I was, I was teaching at Stotsubashi and that was when it was, I love inter interacting with students and I learn as much from them as they ever get from me. But it's also a way of going and saying here's the perspective that I've gained that I'm, I'm trying to share with the market. Uh, I had interest in, I mentioned risk, risk but risk is not just market risk and liquidity risk and all these things and operational risk. It's the overall governance. It's how are we functioning as a society? Are we being sustainable? Uh, diversity, are we bringing the people in that need to be there? And that, you know, okay, there's some of the, it's the right thing to do. And you know, I'm a church guy. I do believe in trying to do the right thing to do. But it's also the smart thing to do to get everyone involved. And, you, you know, through life, as you go through these various roles, you start to realize that that's really true. You need to embrace these people. You need to bring them in. And that message is not always well delivered or well received. Uh, so how can I bring my perspective to say, you know, in corporate governance world, whether it's an external board or whatever, to say, here's the perspective that you can get from offshore, right? And there is some, some truth to you know, we need to be more focused on the, these various shareholders and stakeholders and whatnot. It's not just the cronies that are there, et cetera, et cetera. There's truth to that, but at the same time, don't just listen to those guys that are squeaking offshore, that this is the way it's in America, so there's going to be done. No, that's not the way at all. Um, part of it is, this is Japan, this is the culture, this is the way we do it. We need to be sensitive, but it's also that 
they're missing a lot of, of what what's good here. So uh, where and I'm I have realized that that it really is uh, a community. Well, what's the right word? It's it's stakeholders right. more than just shareholders. And I'm a big believer that shareholders need to be more empowered, but there's also the stakeholders. Mm -hmm. And that can be used and has been used as a, a way of saying we keep the old cronies doing the same old thing because we're about shareholders, we're looking holistically, baloney, we're just looking at ourselves. So, you know, but there's a lot of truth to that. Um, we don't want US-style corporate governance here, but we definitely need to change the corporate governance. It is here. That's interesting. But you, the companies you work with, they're mostly owned by Americans? Uh, they, they have been international firms for the most part. Right. I have worked for, for Japanese firms in the past, okay. but most of it through what I've described you know, with the financial industry. Right. It's been a breadth of, of, of U.S. capital, U.K., uh, Swiss, Polish, French. Okay, so truly so, international. So yes. really international. So right. one of the things that I think I bring is experience and, and expertise in working in a multicultural, multilingual world, right? right. Um, I say multilingual, I'm only bilingual. I, but I at one time Japanese they used to say, you, do you remember this? I think you might remember this, you may or not. They said if you spoke, if you spoke three languages, you're trilingual. Two languages, you're bilingual. One language, you're an American. <laughs> there you go. But they, they, but they changed that okay. because all of the Hispanics moving over now, the bilingual, our, yeah. when our passport, but a long time ago, right. I remember when our passport was only in English. Uh, yes, yeah. Right? That's very true. So, but now you're bilingual in the U.S. Yeah, well, yeah, it, People it, speak it, Spanish and English. It, it's it's, it's come changing. That way. Especially it's on changing. the coast. It's changing. Yeah, on the coast. So. You're as far as, far as um, Florida, I'm from California. Yeah, e even when you look at the maps and it's all red, that's right. It's all red. That still means that, that there's, there's a mixture there. There's, there's a, a mixture there. there. That's good. And and <laughs> so yeah, so you're bringing the, the different languages, the different cultures, and bring them together. How do you work together? How do you learn from each other? And okay, diversity is a buzzword, but it's also because there's a lot of truth to it, right? Uh, empowerment of women that we've been seeing in Japan more and more wonderful. Hallelujah, keep going. That's right, that's but right. there's so much more to be done, uh, so much more I want to learn, and maybe have I you, can give back as well. Yeah, I was wondering, have you ever thought about trying to teach you know, courses here to help to empower some of the people here? Okay. You've done it. You've already done it. But I mean, have you yeah, thought, have yeah. you thought that that's something you'd like to go back yeah, into? Yes. Uh, when in, in one of my roles, uh, Chief Staff AIG, we were doing that. We had specific empowerment sessions that we had a team of, 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 of women executives that we were bringing on and we were bringing people in. There's been uh, various uh, more country or, or, or industry-wide efforts involved with, and I've really enjoyed those and interfacing with people. Um, and when I, from a, a, a governance, you know, corporate action perspective, that's a, a voice I always try to add as much as I can. I mean, I am who I am with it, and that's fine, but uh, to, to be a voice in that direction. So I have been teaching. Uh, I would love to continue to do so. And I think there is uh, something to say, this is, well, I've, 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 I, I, okay, I'm, I'm hesitating here. I've been in Japan too long, right? I can't just say this is the truth, right? It's always, it's always shades of, right. shades of nuances here. That's right. um, I'm going to say, I walk the walk. I've talked the talk. Well, that 
implies that this is the walk or this is the talk. No, it's, it's been my walk, it's been my talk. It has been but, effective. But it has worked, and yeah. it's worked here, and it's not worked there, and I would love to share that and maybe give that back. I, I hadn't really thought, is, could there be some formalized way of training and help? But that would be a wonderful thing I'd be involved in doing, so? right? Yeah. Uh, because that's really kind of what, you know, the next phase for me is how do we give back? How do we say thank you? How do we, uh, uh, you know, how, how, do we, how do we make others' life better? Because, well, okay, I can be selfish. It makes my life better, too. Right. I find joy in bringing, you know, sharing. Well, sharing. you see, you always have more pleasure in giving gifts than receiving. Yeah, yeah. Because I think one reason, the psychologically reason behind that, you're not obligated. Yeah, yeah. When you're giving a gift to someone, you're no longer <laughs> obligated. Yeah. They are. Well, yeah, <laughs> but I yeah. Mean, but then you have to learn how to be a good receiver, too, when yes. someone's trying to do the same thing. Yeah. Because yeah. for a long time, I remember in life, I didn't like getting gifts from people. I wouldn't, because I knew I'd be obligated. But I yeah. love to give. Yes. Well, okay. So you learn to d give them the same pleasure you're getting, because it does feel better to give than it does to receive. And It's a good feeling. I agree. And I think when you get to a point, and not that I'm, you know, there... But when you can say, okay, by giving this, maybe there's some obligation there, but who cares? Well, you can exactly. get beyond that because it starts with, okay, I like this, I get it. Then it's like, oh, I'm going to give you that because then you owe me. And then the next one's like, to what? No, yeah, yeah. I'd love giving it to you, right? That's right, and, that's right. And okay, maybe you scratch my back someday, and that's okay. That's I'm right. not against that. That's right. But um, some people go through life, I think, I, at least it, it appears to me that they keep the balance sheet. And I've been there, I've looked at it, but it's never worked for me. Yeah. And it's not what I recommend as a way of, of no. getting ahead or enjoying life as you do it. That's right, that's right. Before I end, there's always yes. a question I like to ask. Yes. I've asked you before, now you have a chance to really <laughs> give me a good answer on this one. Okay, <laughs> yeah, a better one than the last one. Yeah, we'll see, okay. If you yes. don't have to, but if you had a magical wand and you uh -huh. could take all the knowledge you have now and go back in time and mm -hmm. see the younger Doug, what age would you be and what advice would you give yourself? You know, when I kind of jokingly was thinking before, but I think it's very true. At the, and I'll expand it, but it is kind of when I was three years old or four years old and to say, be kind, be nice. It's not about one-upsmen, it's not about who's a boss, it's not about that. And even if someone is in your face, you can still be nice and still be kind because it brings joy to you and brings joy to them. Of course, that's kind of, that's an easy, easy runaway answer. But, well, I, but, I, but I do think it, it is come to that. And then with that being kind, you can realize, you can say, have confidence. So then maybe I would come to my mid-30s or something there when I was just getting going in my area of expertise. Uh, at this particular time I'm thinking of was, was uh, a very technical derivative risk management role when everyone was PhDs and knew all the math and knew all these things. Because I've, I'm interested in everything. I want to know the why of everything. But my background in my, I probably do best by being able to assimilate it together and see what works and then make it happen. But I kind of want to know all the pieces. 
and I would say, Doug, and frankly, this is kind of how it developed, so maybe I would be singing to the choir already, but maybe you could speed along by saying, have confidence in what you can do. Learn what they can do, lean on people, lean on their expertise, but that does not um, denigrate or you know, talk down to you what you can do. So be confident in what you can do, even though you know, they may seem to have the, the key answer. Um, because of the credentials they're coming in with. Yeah, the credentials there. And but it, you don't know if they do or not. That's but, well, yeah, you don't know if you do or not, and that, of course, then ignores, okay, yeah, Harvard MBA, I guess that's worth right, something, right? right? But, I think so. But, but for me, as a person having that, I'm like, so what? I, I, I'm feeling bad because I don't have a PhD, PhD in, right. in something. In that, in but I'm feeling good because I have a Harvard uh, MBA. Harvard, the, Harvard, Harvard, the, the wrong Harvard. answer, the Harvard. There you go. You got to get that right. Harvard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Harvard so, does a good job of making people feel good about going there. That's for sure. They let you know. Yes, it, well, it's a wonderful. That's community. the Rolls Royce of uh, come on yeah. universities. Well, I mean, it's not like you don't you don't feel one thing. Someone says it doesn't matter where they went; they didn't go to Harvard. They went to Harvard. Well, in, in I, I I I don't know a good translation for this, okay. but in Japanese, there's a phrase that said "satemusai." Right? It's like and so "tai" being the fish, the, so the, the sea bream, or whatever. Right? It's like supposed to be the the, the nicer you bring at celebratory events and right. whatnot. And the translations, even if it's a bit rotten or a bit it's old, sticky, it's, yeah. still, it's still the right thing. Yeah. So that's, that's Harvard. Harvard. Even if it's got problems, it's still Harvard. It's still Harvard. <laughs> Go from that. But setting that aside, it's so easy to talk, to ignore your own successes or your Harvards or whatever credentials you may have. And then, you know, I'd say, Doug, don't, you can do a lot of good things. Uh, in, embrace it, enjoy what they can do, and make the whole whole better. You know, build it, build it together, because the the whole is more than the parts. That's right. Uh, but it takes time to get the confidence to to make that happen, to realize that that's mm -hmm. the truth. So it wasn't a quick answer to your question, but it, it was go a good back one. There to it say, was a good one. Realize that the whole is more than the parts. That's right. That's right. Now you also now you always end. You give me some parting, always good advice. Because you talked about being kind and stuff, what would you like to end with? There's something that you'd like to tell yeah. everybody that you think is really the key to how you've been. What's, who's done? Try and be kind. Try and be serving of others, which doesn't mean you're a, a, a pushover. Um, you can disagree and still be kind. Um, so maybe, you know, I, I think, say, if for parting words, and I think maybe I had to use this a year ago, but it really is kind of my motto is that it's a choice whether you focus on the good or whether you focus on the bad because they're both there. And I'm a big, well, let me expand that a little bit. I embrace uncertainty. It's sometimes you just want to know everything in the world. And I realize that if you know everything, that means you're not growing, you're not learning anymore. So embrace the uncertainty, embrace the fact that you don't know, and then Choose, make the positive assumption. If Orville and Wilbur were trying to prove they could not fly, I don't think they ever would have, right? But they believed they could, the positive assumption, and by going forth and making the choice that it's gonna happen, and you do. And they, all those terrible days when they could have chose the bad, they chose the good. So it's a choice, choose the good, not the bad, be kind, 
Smiles are contagious. Share them with others and then you all feel better. Fantastic. Doug. Thank Always you. a pleasure. We're going to do this it, again. We, we, we will. I, we I will. hope so. I hope we so. Will. Thanks You'll so much. You'll be okay. back. I want to thank all of you for watching this. Make sure you press like and subscribe. And always remember, it's all on loan. So continue to reach for the stars because you're too blessed to be stressed. <laughs>